You're tuned in to the Wifed Up Now What podcast. I'm Coriel here to give y'all some marriage management advice specifically for millennial wives. Now, before I introduce my guest, let's just address the elephant in the room. I know that when you saw me pop up on the screen, the first thing you were thinking was, where's TK? Don't worry, TK is going to be here at the end of the episode, okay? So if you are here for our girl TK, stick around. She'll definitely be here for that wifey keeps it spicy, okay? Today's guests are two amazing wives who have some stories to share. Y'all know that we're all about learning the real behind these relationships because it is so easy to get caught up in the fantasy and this fairy tale idea of finding a husband and living happily ever after and although you might be happy the ever after part is probably not going to happen and so today we're going to talk about the real inside of these relationships and i have precious and angela in the building So start by telling us how long you've been married. Well, I've been happily married for ten and a half years. Come on, ten and a half. Yes. Well, it's almost less than a half because our anniversary is in April. Okay. Yes. Okay. So ten years. Eleven. Look, we're going to say 11. Rising 11. Rising on the 11th. Well, since we're going to raise up, I'll say 10 years because it'll be 10 years um, July 5th this year. So I'll say 10. So we got some OGs in the building. Um, We're going to start out. We're going to keep it light. Okay. We're going to start out with a little this or that because Mm. this is going to be February episode, right? This month is all about love. So we're going to get into that. But I want to talk about like some old school R&B. I just want to see where y'all at. Okay, warm okay. y'all up a little bit. Let's okay, go, let's go. So this or that, who do y'all prefer, or who did y'all prefer? Mary J or Mariah Carey? Mary J. Why did you make that face as if there was no other I option? mean, Mary J has the soul. She has the grit. You know, she's been through some things. I think that Mariah's been through some things more in the latter times. But when she first <laughs> came out, I felt but like... But that's not what she was singing about. Yeah, it wasn't Mary. what she was singing about. And I mean, from a suburban girl, I just resonated really? with Mary J because I just was like, I ain't been through these things, but it's interesting, you know? So I think I was more mesmerized by Mary J. Okay, I same. think everyone has... Everyone can relate to Mary J because she's a little bit more around the way. Mm-hmm. Your home girl she's been through what you've been through and doesn't come across as no this can't happen to me right. i think so. mariah does separate herself from yeah. she's definitely not the around the way girl okay i got it um boys to men or drew hill <sighs> not too really deep well, side well you know what for me i'll say it depends on what mood i'm in but. because i enjoy both artists they're both amazing artists both amazing vocals but if you depending on what mood that one's a tough one. Now, that that one's a tough one. I'm not... Uh, I'm going to go with Drew Hill, though. See, Drew Hill is the basement parties, the sock hops. Drew Hill was us being fast, yeah. Yes, yeah. the sock hops, the dancing, and all that. And then Boys to Men, I feel like I have to choose Boys to Men because, like, some of those songs will still bring me to tears today. They're more, like, iconic. Yes, and every single... I mean, what band do every single person you relate to? Like, I love the deep voice. I love the high pitch. Like, I just... Okay, so that was a good one. Okay, last but not least, Ooh. Ooh. Usher Confessions or Beyonce Lemonade? Beyonce. On the internet, you're going to just... It's Beyonce's internet. Beyonce. Is it? Oh, not to, okay. Is it Beyonce's internet, Angela? I, I'm going to defer and say 
Watch this, watch this. These are my confessions. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been to the concert, so maybe. I'm a, I'm a, see, that was a tiny desk one. His, I, I'm going to go ahead and say Usher. I oh. am definitely in agreement with Usher. Yeah. I think that com- the album, now I, I okay, put the album specifically okay. because I think that it would have been hands down like Beyonce, but the Confessions album was so Priceless. iconic. Priceless. Yeah, it's just like, oh, how can I don't want to revoke my card because I just never really was like, I'm not saying it's anything you're, against You're not it. familiar with that? I'm familiar, but I wasn't like one of those people that was playing it on repeat. Okay. Like, I don't know what I era of my life. Every, every, every minute song. of every yes, song. I don't, know, I don't know what era of my life I was in then. But College, I, freshman year. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I know what you was like. <laughs> freshman year of college, I know it was no, no. Was okay, no. it's a no for you. Okay, Beyonce, let <laughs> me. Okay, okay, okay. So just a little fun to warm y'all up. Now we're gonna get into some reactions. It's a lot of craziness going on on these internet streets, right? But one of the perspectives that we don't often hear is the wives' perspective. Mm-hmm. We are always talking about relationships with single people, which is cool. But I believe there's just a wisdom that mm-hmm. comes with being a wife. And so I would love to get y'all's opinion on just one little crazy clip on this oh, internet, okay? So the premise, there's a, a group of men and they all have a balloon. A woman comes up, she introduces herself, talks a little bit, and the men pop a balloon if they're not interested in I her. See. And then okay. once the balloon pops, they ask the man, why are you not interested? Like, what was it about her? So this particular young lady, whatever she presented was obviously tied into this emotional baggage that she was still holding on to. Even based on that little clip, mm-hmm. you could see how defensive she got yeah. with, oh, I'm you fine. just into therapy, I'm good. People, We all need therapy, Amen. let's say that. We do. But the part that stood out to me was, I don't care how you look, I can afford you, I got the money, but emotionally, I'm not dealing with that. Right. And I think so many women, so many single women, so many beautiful or successful single women these days think that their beauty or success is enough but these men are starting to, they're starting to to know and realize that they're worth, they have worth, mm-hmm. and they don't want to necessarily waste their time with the liability. Mm-hmm. So the wives take on that clip. What do y'all, what do y'all think? You know what's funny? Um, something stood out to me differently. When he said, I can afford you financially, but not emotionally, I was turned off by that because you don't know, like that to me sounds more like transactional. Mm -hmm. I do believe that relationships require being willing to grow with someone, being able to have a conversation with someone, being able to tell her, find out more about her than are you in therapy? Where are you at in your healing journey? Who hurt you might be the better question. Mm -hmm. And instead of just transactionally being like, by the looks of it, I could afford you, but not emotionally, doesn't speak much to what he has to offer emotionally either. It seems like a little bit, I want you in a wrapped up package and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't believe that sustainable marriages happen when people are, I'm 100%, everything is perfect, and just be able to afford my lifestyle. So that's what rang out to me. Um, But yeah, you're right. We do need to realize that beauty is fleeting, as the good word says, right? So you can't just go with what your your hair and nails and your body. Mm -hmm. You've Mm -hmm. got to offer more. For me, that was a little bit different because I just experienced watching um, two single friends of mine who I introduced dating. The man came back to me and said, I can't do her emotionally. And I had a very deep conversation with him about what what does that mean? So I think, and his answer was from a male perspective. And it was, I can love you 
compliment you until I am blue in the face. If you don't believe that, mm -hmm. and if you don't believe what I'm sharing with you, there's emotionally, I can't carry the relationship mm -hmm. for the both of us. Right. So for me, that statement took me back to that conversation that I recently had. And I think... I think that was a strong statement. That was a real statement because individuals, regardless if it's the man or the woman, if you're coming to a relationship broken, right, it's not going to be a healthy relationship. So we need to do the inner work to heal and present our best selves as opposed to presenting our broken selves. And we're all yes. broken in some way, shape, or form. So right. let me say that. Mm -hmm. right. But it's just a matter of how we present that brokenness. Right. And when my friend said that to me, beautiful woman he said emotionally i cannot i can't i can't support the relationship emotionally for enough for the both of us and that to was to make strong. it worthwhile like it's not worth what it's going to take for me to just manage and maintain for this to be worth it and i've definitely had a similar conversation with a man who was dating a woman who i just thought was like it right. beautiful had it all together seems to just have the you know just seemingly right. the best personality has her own money just all of the things you know those women that you see and you're like why, why is she single, single? Yep. and that was literally what he said he was he was talking to um and it wasn't necessarily she had emotional baggage it was more so she i don't want to say she couldn't be corrected but she was never wrong she could never accept any type of direction and for men if you act like you don't need me they have no place. They feel like, well, there's there's no point in me being here. And I chose that clip specifically because I think that it speaks to what women say that they want. I just want a man with money. Mm -hmm. And what men, what we think men want, which is just a pretty face. Mm -hmm. So part of what you didn't see was her explaining, right. you know, what she wanted in a man was he had to have X number of dollars. He had to be at this certain position in life. And this man who's a doctor who is in that position was saying, well, I got it. I can do all that, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to ah, deal with that. I see. I see. The issue is I'm out, I've been out of this dating pool so long, you know, it's been 12 and a half years at this <laughs> point. And I'm, I go to a gym where there's a lot of young ladies and we talk and, you know, I'm always mesmerized by it, but it's uh, so forward that, it's so much criteria dropping, right? Mm -hmm, it's so mm -hmm. much judging and pretentiousness. Like, it's not enough. Let me get to know you. And even the game is hilarious to me because it's just like, why do we, as millennials, want to label everything, quantify everything, get straight to the point, per se, right? And we think that we're doing ourselves a favor, but really we're losing that nuance, that je ne sais quoi of getting to know someone, getting to experience that person. And, you know, for her, I feel bad because she's probably put that air up because she's been in this pool of men or whatever and feels like she needs to give her criteria based on being hurt or whatever. Therapy. As a counselor, I would... Yeah, she needs therapy. But it's just... It's, it's hard for me. I, I'm just... I'm trying to stay out of that pool and I'm praying for everyone in it. That part. <laughs> I think, though, the, the defensiveness is definitely a turnoff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anybody who does not need therapy would not start the sentence off with, I think you just into that. You know, like yeah. it's, it, you clearly are proving his point with that response. So I think it's just an opportunity to check ourselves, get more aware and know what the other, whoever you want to date. I'm just going to say the opposite sex, know what they actually want. Yeah. Right? Because we can't say we want to be in a marriage with a man. And then a man tells us what he desires. And we like, but no, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that. Go, you know, get somebody else to do it. And it's like, but then you get what, <laughs> what you are we get. Doing? Yeah, yeah, what do you really want? Um, okay, so that was good. So 
one of the things that I have personally just gotten into, y'all, I just launched a blog, okay? Everybodylied.com. And it's the premise of we've been lied to. Mm-hmm. We've been lied to our whole lives about so many things. For the sake of this conversation, though, we're going to focus on the marriage lies, mm-hmm. okay? One of the things that I realized as someone who has always wanted to be a wife, this mm-hmm. is something that I've prayed for, I thought I prepared for it, all of the things, and I got into it. And still didn't know what the hell I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm a happy wife. To Mm -hmm. your point, happily married, right? A happy wife. I love my husband, and it's still very hard. Mm -hmm. And so I know that I'm not alone in that. And I know so many women get into these marriages, become a wife, take on this role, and then it's not necessarily what they thought it was going to be. Or they don't know how to manage or maintain. So first question for you two, what was the biggest, like, reality check once you became a wife? Well, for me... I'm similar. My parents are still married. I did not model my marriage after my parents, however. But um, I'm from Ghana, West Africa. And so I, my biggest reality check was that you really make the marriage you want. It doesn't have to come. It's not like I get married and I enter this thing and it's just going to be ready-made. Like, mm-hmm. no, you've got to make the marriage you want. You've got to create the boundaries you want. You know, a piece of advice that my wonderful mom told me is that don't start nothing you don't want to keep doing. And it is true. Like the boundaries. Oh, give an example, Precious. Okay. So when I was young and married, you know, before we had, <laughs> you know, my husband was a single dad. So that I have the bonus family structure. He would wake up really, really early to go to work. And I'm like, I'm going to wake up and make him breakfast. Woo. So child, 5 a.m., I woke up every morning and made him breakfast for work and helped him get his lunch together. So we had our, because he's our first child after the first year, baby comes. And I'm like. I'm not getting up to make it. I might get you. I might put your snacks out the night before. But my mom, when she heard I was doing it, she's like, "Uh, I don't know if you want to do that for 30 years, you know, and basically don't false advertise. Mm -hmm. So when we changed that system, I had to talk to him. I said, you know, I think I was ambitious. I still love you all the same. I'm going to show you love because his love language is acts of service. I'm going to show you love in other ways. Um, Now that I'm thinking about that, I need to start going back to some of those things but you make the marriage you want and if you're open and do premarital counseling and do all the things by communicating you have to communicate when that marriage that you built is not looking you know the math isn't math thing it's Mm -hmm. not looking the way you want it's not just i walk into marriage and marriage happens to me you've got to work not starting something that's not sustainable because baby 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 and then I'm, I'm going to let you answer, but one thing that you, a point that you made that I, I want the people to take away from this is that was his love language, mm-hmm. and you had to have a conversation about why it was shifting, because his natural thought would have been, she don't love, she me, don't no love me no more. Right, the baby came and, and she don't care about me. And now y'all bumping heads, right. and it was a simple, I'm tired now, I can't keep up with this, but if you don't communicate it, then it turns into my wife don't want me no exactly, more. Exactly, exactly. we know what that can turn into. A lot. So, a, a lot. A lot of things that you don't want, so I love that you um, were able to recognize that and point yeah. that out. That's what she kind of took to two, not two, but, but they're important because they mm-hmm. they translate from marriage to marriage. Communication is key, mm-hmm. and learning your spouse's love language. Like, I, and I didn't know anything about love languages prior to getting married. I didn't. I love you. I love you. You love me. Okay, let's go together. Let's <laughs> yeah. check that box, and we go together. We boyfriend right. girlfriend. However, when you when you're married and truly when you truly want to be able to communicate, when I sit down with my husband, I look at my husband. If I want to have an uncomfortable conversation I always ask him can I talk to my friend 
Mm. I don't want to talk to my husband. I want to talk to my friend because my husband is truly my best friend. And I talk to him. Sometimes I catch myself and girl, mm-hmm. you stop it. He'd be like, I'm not yeah. your girlfriend. <laughs> like, stop it. So stop. I'm like, I know I'm not, but I, I'm so comfortable. And we, we, after, you know, we've been married for 10 together for 12. Mm. I've been able to figure out how to communicate with him, not to him, ah. but with him. We communicate amongst each other. And I think uh, in the beginning, because I was single for so long, he's like, why do you talk at me? Mm. And when he said that, I, I had to take a step back and really understand what he meant by that. So now it's like, hey, can I talk to my friend? So listen, I got the situation with my husband and I'll explain whatever the situation is bothering me. How do you propose we fix it? And then he'll giggle, and he's like, so should I answer as your friend or your husband? So it's just finding finding relatable ways that's not going to have make someone defensive, mm-hmm. that's not going to make somebody automatically shut down and not listen, but finding creative ways to communicate. So I'm going to go back to, I love when we first started dating. Like, So let's talk how we talked when we were dating before we got married. Mm-hmm. And then I had to understand, what is your love language? And incorporate his his love language into our communication to keep things easy. So again, it's just that communication and knowing how you want to be treated and how your spouse wants to be treated, and that is and making your marriage your own to yep. to mm-hmm. what Precious said. Like no one has a blueprint, and you want you want your marriage. You want to enjoy your marriage. You want to be able to say, hey. Mm-hmm. I love it here. Yep. That should be it. I love it here. Yep. One thing that you said um, that I think is a big challenge, and it goes back to the clip with the you need therapy, the emotional immaturity, whatever, is I have to say it in a way that he doesn't get defensive. Mm. I want to flip that, though, mm-hmm. because me and my husband have some conversations, and I'm on the defense immediately, and it's part of me recognizing things you need to, you know, areas you need to grow in, things you need to work on. I am very non-confrontational, so I don't want to have those tough conversations. But, baby, in this marriage, it is not what you want to do. It's what needs to be done. And so for a woman who's not willing to mature or grow or evolve or go to therapy or work on herself, marriage is not going to work. It is not going to last. She needs to stay single. You have to stay stay single. I I put up on um, threads, if you can never be wrong, you should never get married. Mm. Like, if if nobody can check you... That's the point of marriage. What honestly. are you doing? Like marriage is is your is your mirror. Marriage and motherhood too. If we're gonna mm-hmm. get to that, but marriage and motherhood are your mirror. Okay, alliteration. You're gonna see yourself in the way you never saw yourself while yep. single. Right? If you see and yourself, it's gonna be in your, uncomfortable. It's gonna be so uncomfortable. If you see yourself in your own eyes all the time, then you know I would say get some really deep relationships, even with the opposite sex, even with your own with the only gender. Before you get married, get people mm-hmm. in your life that are going to challenge you. Iron sharpens iron, right? They are going to challenge you and show you where you're fleeting. I know nowadays roommates aren't popular. Like I said, this is a new thing for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But I am a proponent of maybe having a roommate. It depends on your age. Somebody that's just going to show you, like, you do this and it's weird. Like, mm-hmm. stop doing that. And if, and if the first person who has a hard conversation like that is your husband, then he's going to be the enemy. Yep. You know, then it's you and it's not me because nobody else has ever told me this. Exactly. But you've never allowed anybody that close to you. And we, you need therapy before you get married. Okay, I know they say premarital counsel, but you need your own Session so that you can work through your stuff before you bring that baggage into um, a marriage. How has your communication had to change within your marriage? 
because you said you've evolved into I know how to approach the conversation now. What did the unevolved un Angela look like with these conversations? The unevolved Angela looked like I was I was that female because I got married late in life, and when I say late, I was forty four. Mm. Yeah, I was forty four. Right. I was already set in my ways. Mm -hmm. So as individuals, when you... And, and I'm, I was a single mom. So raising my son, for me, I was pretty much set in my ways. I knew how I wanted my day to look from start to finish right. or how I, how I would move throughout the day from start to finish. And having someone in your space and having to consider another human being, another individual, learning to listen... Before I speak, because he was like, you're, you're answering a question I didn't even ask you. Like, let me get the question out, because I was on the defense and wanted, mm -hmm. he goes, listen. So for me, I had to listen to how he was saying, I made him feel like within the first merit, first year, he, he made a comment that said, hey, sometimes I feel uncomfortable talking to you because you're always on the defense or I never get out what I want to say. Okay, note to self. So let me take a step back and let you fully so now what i do is i'll sit and i'll listen i'll wait i'm like are you finished and it's not that i'm listening to respond i'm truly listening to hear what he's saying to have the best response knowing at the end of the day it's me and you like our like this this isn't a competition we're not we're, we're here to grow and evolve each other mm -hmm. so if you're telling me that i make you feel a certain way when you're talking to me let me just listen first before i go to respond and then that way you can feel comfortable with saying whatever it is that you want to say to me without me coming back at you well well you didn't do right yeah. and it's not it's not about me it's a it's it's your it was his opportunity of telling me how i make him feel so i don't respond back with what well, you do xyz to me or you do it's about you if this is your moment so you need me to change these three things i got you no problem mm. partner i got you what about you precious you know i was thinking i'm really thinking hard about this question my husband's the easiest part of about being married honestly mm. like the guy anybody people his enemies don't like me Right, they love him and don't like me. I'm like, wait, I didn't do nothing to you. Like, he just is the easiest part about being married. So, I we've our communication's always kind of been like, what's up? You know, like I, you know, very chill. I think the nonverbal communication is something that I've had to work on more. As what's that look like? Your face talking for face, you? Face, uh, maybe just like uh, I've always we've always I, my love language is physical touch, which is not a lot of women's love language. Um, so if I'm irritated, I'm like. Mm. You don't really gotta touch me like that right now, right? <laughs> but um, so working on that, and then also we talked about evolution, right? So Co knows this. I lost seventy five pounds before I got married, and I've gone through weight loss after having yes. all of my kids and all that. Yes. Yes. So you know, having three kids, having a weight loss journey, and not help moms do the same thing. But I've had to learn my body. So my my physical, my nonverbal communication has changed, right? The things that I like have changed. So I've had to communicate with him physically different. And he has to had to learn me more so differently as mm. I have gotten older. Now I feel like I have the body I wanted when I was 20 and something, you know what I'm saying, in my 30s. So our, our physical communication has changed and evolved. And, you know, he's 
thankfully saw me on my journey when we met. And mm -hmm. so he likes me heavy. He likes me slim thick. And so it works. But we had to kind of figure out, like, oh, okay, you can do that now. Okay, like, you know how, oh, okay. So we physically, our physical communication um, has had to evolve. Okay, reading between those lines. Exactly. <laughs> um, I want to talk about those times you want to kill him, though. Okay. Because... Again, no, look, I, I really love my husband down and there are like love his dirty draws, but there are days when it's like, you know, like, can I do this for the rest of eternity? Right. I have honestly had those thoughts and I'm sure he has as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's just kind of what comes along with it, but that is not the expectation with the happily ever after that we're signing up for. Right. So in those moments when he is your best friend, he's the easiest part of marriage, but it ain't easy. What do you say to yourself in those moments? What What is your outlet? What is your, how do you calm yourself down? What do you tell yourself to put yourself in check? Like, what do you do in those moments? Yeah, so... <sighs> I said my husband's the easiest part of marriage because his personality, like just who he is, is like, wow, I don't want, I don't think my personality can match with anybody else on the planet, right? But marriage is more than just you and that person. Marriage is you and that person, their child, if you have a, a blended family, or their parents, mm -hmm. the way they relate to their families, however toxic their families are. That's something you need to evaluate before you get married. Like all those things matter. Mm -hmm. And so, who the days where I'm just like, I don't like how you handle that or stick up for yourself or go for more or, you know, you're so talented in this. I want you to, you know, where you're like wanting to coach your own spouse and you have to let them be their own person. I have to really decide that, like, who are am I personal development and, mm -hmm. and becoming a better you is always going to make a better we. And so I think that a lot of times, especially wives, we have that vision. We can see where we can go. And sometimes our husbands are like, I want to watch football. Like, or I don't need to I'm do good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Like, we're good right here or whatever. And even if you have a super ambitious husband, some of the things that we see vision for, they don't see it. And so I say to myself, I say to my clients, like, focus on you. Focus on your, go to the gym. Get a hobby. Cope with your friends. Some of the things that we are getting frustrated with our husbands are on are because our friends are supposed to hold that role. Not our husband. And so I've had to learn. A word right there. Listen, like sometimes you just putting too much weight on that relationship and it cannot stand the weight. And so spiritually, I tap in with God, like maybe, Lord, am I using him as an idol? I need to spend more time with you. Mm. Physically, I'm trying to be up all under him and I need to go find a friend. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you know, I might be having some anxiety. Let me go get a workout in. Let me go get walk in, you know, like build me up physically, spiritually, emotionally, so that it takes off some of that pressure off the relationship. That's good. Yeah. Ooh, I like that one. When when I get to the place where I just, what my husband, I, I honestly, I take a step back and I say, is this really gonna, is it really detrimental to the marriage? Mm. If it's not, I let it go. And, and, and it's funny, our arguments, I, I 10 years our arguments are so minute when I listen to other marriages and mm -hmm. we talk about, like, issues or problems. Our issues are so small, and I feel like I'm so blessed because of that, because we talk all the time and we communicate about things all the time. Mm -hmm. But when it's, when I want to, uh, when I get to the point where I just want to choke him, I, honestly, I take a step back and I'm like, is it really that deep? 
is it really that detrimental? Like, I'd be mad, like, man, you left the bathroom light on again. I just want to, and I'm like, is it really that deep? Let me, instead of checking him to say, hey, once again, you left the bathroom light on, I'm just going to go ahead and turn it off and keep it moving about my day. It's just, our arguments be the little, little petty stuff. The mm -hmm. pet, but those little petty things can add up. Yes. If you the know, communication if you, if is the, not there. If you don't, if, if they're not communicating. Mm -hmm. So, like, our arguments are not like, I just, I just look at the, and even like our biggest or biggest arguments are, are, I take a step back. Is it really that detrimental to our marriage? And if it, the answer is no, I just let it go and keep it. Do you all believe there's deal breakers in marriage, in your personal marriage? Is there a deal breaker? Do you I say one? all the time, if you cheat, then yeah, that's a deal breaker for me. And he looks at me, he was like, you'd be so quick to dismiss somebody for cheating. I'm like, for me, you always have a choice. And that choice is not necessarily, oh, am I going to do it or not but there's a choice prior to you wanting to do that what is wrong in the marriage that needs to be fixed that you couldn't communicate with me so give me the opportunity to fix it before you cheat mm -hmm. right. so for me anything else we can get over but if you cheat there there were all these opportunities obviously i wasn't not giving something don't know what that could be because you've never communicated that to me so for me and our marriage my husband already knows for me like cheating is like a deal breaker where he's the opposite I'm his second marriage, and he's like, we're together forever. So right. basically, <laughs> and I had to, he always says I had to ask myself, before I asked you to marry you, is this for is this for good? And is there is there anything that I could not get over? And his answer was no. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, that man me, ain't cheating. That man ain't cheating. <laughs> he's trying to stay with you. <laughs> I would say there is no immediate deal breaker in my marriage. Okay. So immediate. That means nothing is... You can't talk about at least have right. a conversation about right. So immediate deal breaker mean I don't care what you say. It's, it's over for me. I mean maybe if he put his hands on me, I can't see myself. Maybe if he put his hands on because you, because because if he put his hands on me, I just can't see him turn. Like that to me it seems silly to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, I said, is, there's yeah, no like, chance this Yeah, it was like when we were dating, I used to say, if it was a burning fire and me, your mom, and your daughter were in the room, who would you get first? He's like, I'm not answering that. That's silly. I'm going to find a way for all of y'all to live. Yeah. yeah, it's not happening. When, why are we all in this house in this fire, right? So that to me is like, when, when would he become, you know, just randomly after all this time become that kind of person? So yes, I would not be with someone who would put their hands on me, but I don't have a immediate deal breaker. That is great. And scary. It is very scary. And mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I can say that now, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm always, I'm never going to be like on this internet, like, oh, yeah, everything is perfect over here. No, I mean, we were both working class. We met, we still out here working through this pandemic, mm -hmm. you know, through this economy like everybody else. So I won't say that we're perfect and it's not something that the enemy could use to break us. But the way we look at marriage is like, this is our way to show people that Jesus is real. Like, this is our way to show people that, like, he didn't die for nothing. So for me, I would just pray that like whatever we whatever came our way, we would look at it as an attack and we would fight it together. Now, if we didn't make it, then we fought. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's why I say it's no immediate break. It's not to be like, oh, I mean, love my husband. I'm never divorcing him. But more so like, yo, like we represent more than just me and him being happy. I love that. It's bigger mm -hmm. than yeah. just y'all are building something bigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to losing yourself Ooh, in your marriage. Mm -hmm. I think this is definitely a woman problem. Mm -hmm. And I think it comes down to what you said, Precious, of a lot of women, when we find this man of our dreams, I would just speak for myself, not mm -hmm. a lot of women, me. Mm -hmm. 
even when I was dating, I was an all-in type of person. You know, if I am in it, I am in it. I am number one girlfriend. You know, I am all of the things. So now that I have this husband, I am all the way in it. And becoming a, mo a mother made me realize, okay, girl, wait a minute. Who are you Thanks. outside of being a wife and being a mother? Because if that gets lost in the sauce, then I'm literally drowning yeah. under just the, these responsibilities. Um, and so y'all being in the game 10 plus years, how have you managed to maintain your identity outside of being a wife? Especially when you have multiple businesses, lots of things going on. You have desires to be more than just a wife, but right. you know, this is obviously a big responsibility. What I, I think, say, oh, go oh, ahead. Go. Go, okay. <laughs> I think, I think, um, as a woman, you have to create and carve out that time for yourself. Yes. Period. Hands down. You need your girlfriend time. You need your alone time. You need your self-care time. As long as you are always, always making time for yourself, whether it's perfecting your craft, like, like Precious said, picking up a hobby, you have to a thousand percent, just as much as being a wife, being a mom, we're all of that. Those are important. So is being myself. Mm -hmm. So when you have those days where, hey, guess what today? Y'all, I'm going to see you later because I'm going to go get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to go to the spa. I'm going to relax. I'm going to go eat with my girlfriend. It's so important to make sure, not just the women, but the men too. It's just so important that you're taking that time for yourself and you're truly developing. You don't give up. I hear some people say, well, I gave up my dreams and aspirations because I'm a wife and a mom. What made you think you had to? Because we're not, the times are evolving. Yeah. Um, there's things as nannies, like so much that people did not have access and finances to when our parents were coming up or who we had as role models or marriages, you know, role models in terms of marriages mm -hmm. to model after, we didn't see that. We saw the wife staying home and being the wife and mom, and that was it. That's not where we're at today. Mm -hmm. And I, a big part of that is always making sure that we as women allot that time for ourselves and not feel guilty about it. Ooh, the guilt part. That yes. part. There's nothing wrong with saying no because I'm taking time for me. Because if we're not good for all the other roles that we have, we can't be good for anything. Mm -hmm. So we got to be good to ourselves. You already know that this is, she's speaking my language, right? <laughs> so I heard you speak. One thing I want to affirm you, because I'm always going to do that, is that when you're a woman such as Cole and you're doing all these things as a single woman, society was going to tell you that it's not possible to have it all. It's not possible. So when you get into this beautiful marriage, it's like, okay, I got to work. I got to give everything I can to this because I'm, this is not actually, this is an anomaly. I'm an anomaly mm -hmm. to be able to be this self-made, you know, six-figure, you know, maven, right? And so that's a lie, right? Everybody lies. See, Everybody, that's, Everybody a lie. Lie. that's a lie. That's a lie. You can have it all. You might not have it all at the same time, and you might not be the one to do it all, but you can. Okay, Thank and you. so you're welcome. You're welcome. It's gonna be, you know, we we gonna be we in the trenches. No hood like motherhood. <laughs> so we gonna we gonna we're in the trenches. But to your point, when I teach the lift framework, it's my framework. One of the letters is the F, the freedom mindset. That fighting that that guilt and mm -hmm. what you said about the T, taking your turn. I'm not gonna go into that, right? Mm -hmm. Like you take your turn, you do stuff for you, but you gotta start with the mindset of why do you think you need to be lost. How, if you lose yourself, will your husband have someone to love? Will your kids have someone to nourish, nurture? Like, getting better gives him a new woman to love, right? Every time I get better, every time I lose an inch, every time I get a new hobby, it's like, ooh, you get, oh, you 
okay, I'm, it's spicing things up without mm. him having to go find somebody else. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I think that we have it backwards where it's like, oh, I've got to martyr myself for the things I love. But no, you're giving them a, a diminished version of yourself. And Big so facts. even if mom guilt or wife guilt, because I feel like I have more wife guilt than mom guilt. Them kids will be really? all right. Yeah, them kids will be all right. Yep. I feel like y'all have each other. I birthed all y'all so y'all can have each other. Go on and play, right? But sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm at this thing. You know, I, I could spend more time with my husband. Or I'll bring him something home to eat. Like, I have more wife guilt than mom guilt, but I have to remind myself that, like, the things that I'm doing to make myself better make me happier, make me more understanding, make me more energetic. You know what I'm saying? Like, go to the gym. Sis, take the time for you, like, because you're going to be a better version of you when you get there. And so losing yourself is normal. Mm. It's more normal. That's a lie, too. It's more normal than you think. You might be beating yourself up and saying, why? I can't believe I let myself go. I can't believe. Believe it. A lot of people are doing it. Um, but, but they're not talking about but it. But they're not. Which is the point of these conversations, because when I see the perfectly curated homes, the the you know all this this not a figment of our imagination because i'm seeing it right here on my timeline it's, it's what we it's what we think is the norm and it's like no that is not first of all that's not even real right. probably mm-hmm. but we are comparing our real lives to this fantasy or fraudulent seconds, 30 yeah, seconds. yeah clip that we see and to your point we we think something's wrong with us right. when we get lost in the sauce but i definitely and we're talking about being wives but when I became a mother, I think I felt it more. Because you have a physical part that's changed, too. And, yeah. yeah, and it's like, I can't go nowhere. I, this baby <laughs> is attached to my brain. Like, I am here. I can't... That life that I used to live, I'm literally a new person. Right. I'm literally living a new life, and it's never coming back. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is a very tough... Grief. Grief. It's grieving your old life. It's yeah. I literally... That old self died, and now I'm this new woman, and I'm trying to figure it all out. And so conversations like this are so important so that we can normalize the struggle. Like right. this, it's not happily ever after. It can be happy, but ever after to me means forever and ever and ever. You're right. just going to be happy. Right. And that's not the case. Exactly. I case. think to Precious's point, she made something, she made a statement earlier in regards to when you when you become a new mom, your friend, your friend circle is going to change. Yeah. You want to surround yourself around individuals who are walking the same path you are. You're you're a new mom, and I'm not saying you're a new mom today, but as a new mom, you're not hanging with the girls that always want to go to the club because that's not you anymore. Mm-hmm. So as you develop as a woman and as we evolve as women, our circles change yeah. our circle of influence change i wouldn't ask a single girlfriend who knows nothing about being a parent to watch my child for me mm-hmm. but guess what i'm gonna have a whole nother set of girlfriends who are parents who understand the struggles of being a mom and being a parent and having someone attached to you or always having to be mindful of another individual mm-hmm. so we just need to instead of not having the conversations and i'm so thankful that you you have this platform for individuals for women to know it's all a lie. Like you evolve and grow, and as you grow, your your circle's gonna grow, and as a woman, we're gonna grow, and that's the evolution part of that. 
Yeah, but to even to that point, I feel like some of those single friends are just in, real important too. Those are the TTs, right? I think the village is uh, has evolved. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna always be the grandmas because some of these these new grandmas, Girl, these grandmas is out the these street. new grandmas <laughs> are out in the streets, right? So <laughs> it's I I agree with her saying like get those sisters that can you know that's why I created my brand. That's why I created what I do because we need to have a tribe, right? But then don't forget about some of the people who might not be in the same zone because they're gonna be the ones to take the kids to do the fun things you don't feel like doing. So what about friends for your marriage? Because that is some, another, like, revelation. I don't have so many revelations. That is one of them of, like, it takes a village to raise a kid. But I think it takes a village to have a healthy, happy marriage Very as well. True. Absolutely. Especially in terms of not necessarily, like, leaving your single friends in the dust. But I do believe there is a value and a benefit to having other married couple friends. Absolutely. Because when you come across some of this craziness, I got to have somebody who I can relate to. True. So what has been the value or have y'all... Um, seen any value or benefit of having those like marriage friends or do you absolutely Absolutely. if i mean we always joke if i like the wife and he likes the husband we go together like that's it like once you find that that is gold and then unfortunately we've had some times where he loves the husband like i'm like sorry y'all have to break up y'all have to break up because (laughs) i'm not coming i'm not coming i can't do it thankfully i'm an extrovert so i'll i'll bear with them once a quarter when it ain't gonna be no regular yeah it's not gonna be so yes i find it very important we are we're members of a church we were in ministry for a long time so a lot of that was ready made for us so and you had a built-in... We had a built-in community now where we changed churches, and it was, like, hard. We were, like, in the first place, like, well, you got to make new friends at this age? But, yes, I do find it very important, you know, especially for husbands. I know that we're talking to wives, but, like, I think that women talk about their marriage more than men talk about their marriage. For sure. And so I, I know that my I can say my husband's so amazing because... He can see like what his married friends are talking about. Like they kind of can see like he's like, dang, you really, I mean, Precious is boisterous, but she ain't like that. You know? Girl, they be sad, they be making me look good. I'm like, Lord, thank you, God. You keep cutting up. Yeah, keep cutting up on them. Right. So I mean, I think it's very important, and for women too. Like you just see something that like, oh. I'm glad. Oh, my man, you know what I mean? Yeah, got to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, we, we got to we, we all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, we might not be in a mansion, but, I mean, he we be at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I think it's important. I think yeah. a, a thousand percent important. I have an equal balance of both single friends nice. and married married mm-hmm. friends. But for us, we enjoy hanging out with our married friends more mm. because it's just more conversation that I relate to. and it's more just, relatable. And for both of us, and mm-hmm. it's just... Um, super important because I think healthy marriages feed healthy marriages and you also want to have a safe spot where if there's an issue within your marriage and you, you're looking for advice from other married couples, then it's good. Not necessarily advice. Let me let's say that because I always tell people be cautious of who you take advice from. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sol- just hear, solidarity. Yeah, yeah, just hearing hearing that you're not the only couple yeah. that has gone through, going through, or will go through what it is that so, you're going ooh, through. So, okay, <sighs> You like put a pin in that yeah. because <laughs> I subscribe, and I think a lot of us subscribe to keep people out your business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Disagree. So this is where I'm going because that is not necessarily the healthiest mindset or way of being. If you truly do need an outlet, you truly do need a sounding board. So where do you draw the line? It's very gray. Yes. Of I don't want y'all in my marital business, but I do need a friend. I do need support. I do need some advice or some help or whatever and I don't want to be over here alone because that's how I ended up you know standing in an abusive relationship for too long I wasn't talking to my friends I wasn't telling anybody my business I was trying to keep it all to myself so god forbid anyone 
finds themselves in a situation like that and don't want to share because we've been preaching, keep people out your business. Right. So what's your sta- uh, stance on that? I talk. Me too. I, I like if you're, if you're my friend and you're our friend, you want what's best for us as a couple. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk. I will pick up the phone in a minute and call my husband's best friend and say, let me tell you about your boy. <laughs> or I will pick up the phone and call his wife and be like, hey, I'm going to share this with you. Do you experience this? Maybe because Maybe you can whisper it to right. him. And like, so I talk. If there's an issue and it's, it feels something that you want, that I feel that I need to get off my chest, I'm going to talk. I don't sugarcoat nothing. I don't hold nothing back. And sometimes if I need to be checked, I look for my friends to check me. Am I wrong? Or tell me what it, and that's how, and I have a girlfriend that I go to, and anytime I start the conversation, okay, I need you, am I wrong? She's like, hold on, let me get my coffee. <laughs> but so you want those friends where you want to know that you're you're talking in a safe space, right. and you're talking, and you're going to get great feedback mm-hmm. back. So I'm not a, but I don't, like, listen, hey, no one's perfect. What about family, though? No. Is it only except friends? For my, except for my sister. My okay. best friend. Is, my sister's my best friend. So, but even with her, some things I feel like if it's going to change the level of advice she gives me in the future, I don't tell her. It's Explain funny. that. So, like, like sometimes, like, there's something that you might be going through that's a recurring thing, right? Uh-huh. And you feel like if I, if I say this recurring thing to this person, it might shift the way they advise me moving forward. So I need somebody who's really clearly, like, me and her are 13 months apart. Like, she's going, she, if I'm, my jaws are dirty, she's like, girl, but that's, you know, it's just a stain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, she'll tell me I'm wrong, don't get me wrong, but some things it's like, okay, I'm, I don't need I, to I'm hear done that with right this now. recurring yeah, thing yeah. that you, you know. So, I think for me, I do talk, as you can see. I do talk, but we have, like, we've already used wisdom in the circle. Like, it's only, but he knows the three people I'm told. It's not going to be this random friend I met at work and is like, we're best now friends. Now your business. Yeah, right. no, it's like, he knows, and then he's going to know if that guy, her husband texts him. It's like, oh, dang, she ain't told. What's the <laughs> like, yeah, right. right? Like, and the same thing, I'd be like, I don't know what's going on on the phone upstairs, <laughs> but they're talking longer than normal. Are you okay? You know, to my friend. So it's just like, you can't come stay here, so let's talk. Because <laughs> what's going on with you? Because I have to work that yeah, out. Yeah, I got to work that out. So right. we have a standard on the people that we trust. And then I have working and continue to work on that I speak of him the way I would want him to hear me speak of him. So if I'm telling somebody something, if I haven't talked to him about it yet, I want, if he overheard me, it wouldn't be like, dang, like, so you just calling me low down and no good? Like, you know, like I speak to my, speak of, I respect my husband when he's there, when he's not. Mm. And I don't speak to people who are going to be like, mm, yeah. That, you know, like, speak negatively to him, too. If somebody has that type of vibe towards marriage, like, you know, because, you know, these husbands don't... You are yeah, not the, person, I, you are I not the outlet I person I'm talking to. I can to. be super close to that person, right? But if their view of marriage, or where, based on where their marriage is, they're ready for you to, like, Yes, like finally, especially because I told y'all my husband's like by everybody. Yes, finally he didn't did something. Because you know, they all these husbands don't do No, don't be all these because then now I'm defensive. Mm-hmm. I came to you to complain about him, but now I'm like, but wait. No, but wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> he, he is still perfect. That, now this conversation has taken a time. Exactly. Now I got to defend my husband. I was coming here to get some advice or get some. I wanted you to be on my side, but not that much. You know what I'm saying? So you have to use wisdom. You have to be spirit led for me because, like I said, anybody can be used to attack your marriage. Mm. And so if you want to work it out, that's where I think the whole don't talk to people is. If you know you want to work it out or you know that there's something that might be a, you know, somebody might consider, somebody else might consider a deal breaker, go to the right person that's not going to come and be used to draw a wedge between you and your husband. I don't think it's family, though. To, to your 
question in regards to family. And I say that because I'm very um, careful on what I let my family know about the marriage because I would not ever want someone to look at my husband differently mm -hmm. because I gave you too much on a day mm -hmm. that I was super emotional. Yep. And I said, and, you know, I would. So with the family, I'm, I'm very cautious on what I choose to tell or what I don't choose to tell mm -hmm. friends are different family because nine times out of ten my husband already told me we're not getting divorced so i don't want to go so what's the this point? right image yeah. of because i'm mad at you today now i'm gonna have my family mad at you because my family ride or die they going mm -hmm. so i'm careful when it comes to family on what i tell and mm -hmm. what i don't share friends choose you family doesn't yep so if you're talking to a friend this person has chose to be his friend chose to be y'all friend they like him for who he is right your family is putting up with they him they might not even like your, your right, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right and thankfully my family loves aunt but it's like they don't they didn't choose him they don't even know him as well as my friends know him mm -hmm. so i think it's just about you know not throwing your casting your pearls in if space is not safe you know what i'm saying picking the person that you know loves him it might be like not precious, you know he, you know sometimes he does it, you know, like giving him <laughs> the benefit helpful, of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> helpful advice. Yeah. Okay, so for our last segment, it's called mm -hmm. Wifey for Lifey because yeah. the goal is to be wifey for lifey. This is all about marriage management, how we can maintain and sustain a healthy, happy, most of the time, marriage. Here we go. So one piece of advice in your ten plus years in your relationship. What would be a piece of advice that you would offer to a woman in her first year of marriage? And you can look right there at that camera and tell the people. Hey, girl. My first, my my advice is that you're God's daughter first. He created you. He gave you your name. He gave you your parents. He gave you your body. He gave you so many gifts. So do not forget her, right? Continue to cultivate what you love. Continue to cultivate the friendships you love. Um, be willing to change and grow and evolve and as you do that communicate that communicate those changes do the self-work don't just set it and forget it right so continue to grow continue to love on you the word says that you love the lord your god with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself but if you don't love yourself if you not if you neglected yourself that love you're giving other people is not going to be the level of love that they deserve so just don't forget you you know what i'm saying if you ever need a hand in the process my name is precious i got you <laughs> but um just don't forget you and you're loved thank you precious what you got angela for me it's communication i'm gonna stand on it stand on it i'm gonna stand 10 toes down figure out the best way to communicate with your spouse however you whether it's verbal nonverbal, listening communication is not just talking it's also about listening so if you in your first year of marriage, if you and your spouse can truly, truly, truly connect on how to communicate with each other, you're going to go a long way. That yeah. has been a common conversation here. We always talk about finances being the number one cause of divorce, but I would believe it's the lack of communication about, about finances, finances that is the number one cause and the resentment that comes from not communicating. Yep, yep. So such a good conversation. I learn yes. personally, I learn something every single time I have the opportunity to host these shows. So thank y'all for offering your wives wisdom. Precious, I know you got a lot of stuff for the people. Angela, I know you got a whole lot going on. So look in the camera, tell them where they can find you and how they can connect with you online. 
Yay. So I'm Precious K. Williams on all platforms. I'm a mommy wellness coach and an international wellness speaker. So I talk about wellness, women's wellness and lifting yourself up, right? With the power of the Lord, lightening your load, igniting your spark, embracing a freedom mindset so you can take your turn. I run an eight-week program for moms doing just that. So if you need me, go to PreciousKWilliams.com. I have a free quiz on there. So you can find out how well you actually doing and not just being like, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay, girl. No, let's figure out how you actually doing so we can get you the help you need so you can be your best self and live happily, mostly. Ever, ever, ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Angela McCoy. Um, you can find me. Well, I, I'm the president and CEO of Full Circle Consulting Group. We do public relations. We do marketing. We do artist management Ooh. and events. So if you ever need a fantastic event, we got you. Yeah, you're, you're an artist. You need management. We got you. Public relations, we got you. And if your company needs help with marketing, we got you covered there. Um, you can find us at um, fullcircleconsultinggroup.com and um, Full Circle Consulting Group on um, IG. Two bossed up baddies that are still out here living healthy, happy wife life. Yeah. Okay. So I hope y'all enjoyed the first part of today's episode. We are about to get into Wifey Keeps It Spicy. TK is the next face that you'll see. Catch you on the next episode. Hello, beautiful ladies. Welcome back to another Wifey Keep It Spicy segment with your girl, Takesha. I'm super excited to be back. Yes, with another banger, of course. This is the month of love, February. That's why I got on my red, you know, keeping it sexy. But Valentine's Day is right around the corner as well. And so, of course, I had to give y'all some gems, some jewels, some tips, the tea on how to keep it spicy. Listen, this week, is for the big girls, okay? What do I mean? What do I mean? Because I'm about to challenge y'all to something all month long, okay? I'm not just about to drop some gems for y'all to be able to enjoy one day. No, baby, we are about to have thriving sex lives and intimacy with our spouses forever, okay? So we're gonna lay down some foundational work, right? I want to challenge y'all as your sister, as your auntie, as your friend, okay? I will, am I an auntie? But as your friend, I want to challenge you to two things, okay? I need you to ask yourself if you are ready for the challenge. Why am I challenging you? Because I have done these things. I have experience in these things and they have absolutely elevated my intimacy with my man, okay? So if you want to elevate your intimacy, if you want to keep it spicy, I dare you to accept this challenge. Number one, I challenge you to step up in your femininity, specifically in the way that you dress in your house, okay? A lot of us need to go ahead and fold up the leggings, the oversized t-shirts, the hoodies, the sweatpants, fold it up, sis. Let's fold it up. And we're gonna wear our little house dresses around the house, okay? We're gonna wear elevated loungewear around the house, okay? We're gonna wear those Ross and TJ Maxx summer dresses in the home. We're going to get oiled up. We're going to look cute. Why does this matter? Why am I challenging you to this? It's because when you feel feminine and you feel soft and you are taking care of yourself, you will be more prepared to be able to be intimate later on at night. A lot of us are complaining about being tired and being drained and being overworked. And we just feel like we're in this masculine energy. Well, here's a small tip to step into that feminine energy 
so that you can be all you need to be when it is time to do what we need to do. Wear those dresses around the house all month long. Step into your feminine essence, right? I just want to put this caveat out there, though. Be prepared for your man to want it all the time and be prepared for you to want it. OK, because when you walk past that mirror and you see your silhouette and you see how good you look, you see how you jiggling and wiggling and smooth in that dress, you are going to feel confident. It's going to boost your self-esteem and it helps you thrive in your femininity, which is absolutely attached to your intimacy. The second part of this challenge, and this is for the big, big girls. Are y'all ready? I want to give every single last one of y'all some homework. We are going to set our man down. We are going to set our husbands down. And this is exactly what we are going to ask. We're going to ask how we can be a better wife. We are going to ask for them to share with us all the areas that we could work on. We are going to ask for every aspect of our lives. How am I as a mother? How am I intimately? What is the things that you want from me? Talk to me, big daddy, right? And I know a lot of y'all like, girl, he the one that need to be elevating. He's the one that needs to be asking me these questions. But I just want to challenge y'all to take the lead. I want to challenge y'all to become more self-aware so that not only are you stepping into your femininity and you're looking more feminine, you are aware of the places that you need to grow in. You are aware in the areas that you need to stretch in. And therefore, overall, just allowing a space for an, a phenomenal place of intimacy to thrive. A lot of us think we're doing excellent and we just might not be. And that is okay. It is better to have a little, have your feelings hurt a little bit and become fully self-aware than to operate in full delusion and just be suffering. We don't want that. We, we're not building up a culture of women who think it's all about them. So this month we are challenging ourselves to be big girls. We're challenging, challenging ourselves not only to know how to be fire in the bedroom, throw it back, do all these tricks, but we're going to be phenomenal women. And so this is what's going to set up for the long lasting, mind blowing sex that we all want. So that is my advice. That's my tips for this month. I want y'all to comment down below, not this month, but this week. I want y'all to comment down below. If you are accepting the challenge, will you wear dresses all month long? Will you kind of get a little sexy and elevate that loungewear? And are you going to set your man down to really find out what's tea? Let me know in the comments down below.